Okay, oh. we're on. Okay. Okay. Right. Another episode. Another day, another dollar. Yeah. Got only, all my cash monies. Only one. Only one dollar. Yeah, only one dollar. Actually, I made no dollars today. Yep. I worked for nine hours, but made nothing. Oh, don't you love internships? They're great. You'll be done. Just a month or two. Two months. Two months. Two months. All right. Months. Um, man, there was something I was going to say and I forgot. So yeah. anyways. All right. Ready? We're doing abductions this week. Alien abductions. What? I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> all that work and I didn't. No. Okay. I keep, I keep. Okay. Uh yeah, abductions. Okay. Who uh me? I don't know. I did Kevin Bacon last week. Okay. Alright. I don't remember who went first. I think uh, you did, I but don't, it yeah, doesn't really whatever. matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Is yours long or short? Um mine is mm, do you, it's like medium. Does it have a happy ending? Mm yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, mine does too. Okay, so we can't really go go wrong. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. No. So mine is on Michael Devlin. Oh, okay. Do you know who that is? No. You don't know who that is? You go first. That's fine. Yeah. You don't. You don't know who Michael Devlin is? No, I don't know who oh, Michael Devlin okay. is. Well, this is a local story, so strap in. Okay. I already knew about this one, so. Oh, oh. wait. Is this the kid? found yeah yeah uh so january 12th 2007 i thought uh this might one might tell a better story because it was local obviously but i remember a lot well i remember it you know so like i you know what i mean so anyways because it happened 2007 so i was a freshman you were 16 yeah you were sophomore sophomore uh well this happened in january Oh. So uh, it was the end of my freshman year. Yeah. Um, I remember it because that's when I was still skating on the reg. You're a giant douche. Yeah. Uh, So January 12th, 2007, um, Michael Devlin was taken into custody for the kidnapping and abduction for 13-year-old Ben Ownby. Ben was kidnapped four days prior to Michael's arrest and was found in the day of the arrest. So they ended up finding... Why are you staring at my hand? I wasn't. Oh. Because I was talking with my hands? I wasn't looking oh. at your hand at all. Actually, um, I was looking at my laptop. Oh, okay. So he was, uh, yeah, kidnapped for, um, kidnapped, and then they found Ben Ombi the day that they kidnapped, that they arrested him. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. So Ben was kidnapped. They arrested Michael, and then found Ben the day after they arrested Michael. No, did I word that wrong, or did you just I think not listen? So. Okay, Ben was found on January twelfth, two thousand seven, when they arrested Michael. Oh, and Ben was kidnapped four days prior to that. Oh, that, prior yeah. to being found. Yes, got it. Um, then whenever they got in the apartment, hey, we found Ben. Oh shit, we just found Sean Hornbeck, who has been missing for how long? Ten years. Four years. Oh. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine being those police, like, 
walking in. Yeah, you think you like, find oh. one, and then you're like, oh my god, I we just found a missing kid that's well, been... Well, did he... Mm, never mind. I'm not going to ask. What? I might. I don't know. This is your story. I might give something away. Okay. Well, hold the thought. Okay. Try to remember Kay. it. Um, so, Sean disappeared from his house in Richwoods, Missouri on October 6th, 2002 at the age of 11. He was riding his bike to a friend's house in the night he disappeared. Uh, No one heard from Sean or knew where he was. Yeah, like I said, until Ben was found. Um, I remember this coming on the news because, as you know, I rode bikes a lot whenever I was younger. And then I remember my mom, you know, whenever he disappeared, um, they said that, you know, he... um, you know the news was obviously talking about it a lot and then they were like yeah he raced motocross or something and in my mind you know like I was just like what like I don't know who he is at the time and then or he like rode four-wheelers I don't remember what they said but then they were saying he rode bicycles and my mom I just remember her always saying don't do you know don't say anything to anybody just keep going run away you know all that stuff and you still do to this day when homeless people ask you for money on the street. Yeah. That's because I wake up every day and go to Okay, anyway. Work. Anyways. Uh the two boys were discovered. <laughs> the two boys were discovered after um police noticed Michael Michael's white pickup truck which matched the description of the vehicle in the vicinity of the 2002 abduction. Mm. Uh, the, so this is um, this is crazy, too. The cops were at the apartment complex where Michael and Sean were living um, to serve an unrelated arrest warrant. Ooh. So Ooh, if Michael. that yeah, so if that guy was probably never, you know, he never ever, sorry, the other guy in the apartment complex. If he never got in trouble or, or did anything, none of this might not have happened or it would have been a lot a little later that he would have maybe got caught. So the moral of the story, if you live in an apartment complex, always be disruptive. Yeah, yeah, uh, to stir up shit. Um, so uh, let's see. The cops, um, yeah, I said that they were there. Uh, Hornbeck was living in the apartment, obviously, and... Um, so when they would see, you know, like neighbors and stuff, he would present them as his son. Uh, and then so the total count was Sean was missing for four years, three months and six days. Um, out of this, Sean Hornbeck uh, Foundation and a search and rescue team were established as soon as he went missing. Um, both boy- boys were reunited with their family after the discovery. Um, they're both... Functioning. Uh, functioning, yes. Um, uh, so Devlin pleaded not guilty to the charges uh, and kidnapping. Hmm. The audacity that man has to do that. What? The audacity. Um, yeah. No, I didn't do it. Like, you caught two kidnapped boys in my apartment. That was just like when we were watching. They were uh, kidnapped. I was just babysitting. Them. Yeah, the the movie we saw, or the not movie, uh, the Outsider. You know, when we were watching yesterday. 
and uh, he's like, "How good of a lawyer are you? Lawyer are you?" And he's like, or he said something. And he's like, "I'll believe any story you tell me," or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, you probably won't believe me," and he was like, oh, yeah. "I'm a lawyer." Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that poor lawyer who had to was like. Yeah, I fucking hate my job. Well, probably told him to plead not guilty. Yeah, because uh, he can maybe you know get what? a lesser sentence. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not gonna. Yeah, speak for them. Like I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> well, the lawyer did not do his job because uh, good, good on him, because the sentence he got is fucking insane. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, hold on, I gotta get to it. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't know you had um, structure to your stories. Yeah, I'm a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> not. Investigative uh, journalist. Yeah. Uh, definitely not. Mm, far from that. Um, uh, so he pleaded not guilty, although prosecutors said that Devlin had actually already confessed prior to this, hmm. to everything. Um. And then, so he told the New York Post in January 2007, I don't know uh, how I'm going to explain myself to my parents. Um, He said that he was happy with Sean, uh, or he was happy while Sean lived with him because most of his friends were married and disappeared. Get a dog. Don't kidnap a child. I wouldn't even trust this man with a dog. This man should not... Okay, I should get a cat. I no. Get a plant. This guy deserves to be in a jail cell by himself. <laughs> after what he did. Anyways, um Sean Hornbeck was apparently seen outside of the apartment unsupervised. So this was the stuff I remember seeing. So like uh it said the New York Post was, you know, he made a statement to the New York Post or whatever interview. Um, I remember this being national news, like on CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like I guess it didn't play or wasn't whenever I'm you were sure I probably you were saw younger. It, but yeah, didn't realize it. it was so close. Yeah, I remember. I remember when he was found, um, and then it was all over the news and everything. And we had a computer class. What did I think it was just typing, like a typing class that I was in. Um, and like, if you did all your stuff, you could, you know, browse around on the internet and stuff. So, um, so I finished my stuff and then I remember just like going and seeing all this stuff on the news sites. It was everywhere and it was on, yeah, national news and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was huge. It was crazy. Yeah. Cause he was caught four years after, but then, and how he was caught because he kidnapped somebody else. If he would have never kidnapped the second person either, uh, he would have never gotten, I don't, he would have maybe gotten caught, but it would have been, it would have been harder. Um, so, mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, apparently Sean was actually seen outside the apartment unsupervised, and then he would actually be seen on the streets with his skateboard or bike. Um, and most assumed it was father and son. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to get into. I, I guess he's, yeah, Stockholm Syndrome. Um, pretty bad. 
just because. Oh, are you is are you getting into it now? N- uh, I was just saying, yeah, oh. mentioning. I don't really know much about yeah. it. I was just saying, yeah, like. Well, I mean, we there's just so many things we don't know. Right. Yeah. Like this, what's his name? Um, Sean. Sean. Hornbeck. Hornbeck. He like his. I don't know what his life with his biological parents was like, but it could have been like horrible. And then he goes to live. You know, he gets kidnapped, and this guy treats him like his own son. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, that's just a theory. Yeah. So he's like, hmm, I don't really mind it here. But also, he's probably terrified, so he's like, what can I do? Yeah, we'll get into that. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know. I'm only Um, 11. And so, um, Sean also had contact with police four times during his captivity, which I remember them talking about that, too. Um, One time, he spoke to a police after he and his... So apparently, it says he and his girlfriend. I don't remember that. And that seems pretty far-fetched, but that's what they claim. This was a news article, too. Um, I can't remember who, what, from where, though. Um, has discovered a bike that was stolen while parked outside of a shopping mall. Maybe that's true. I, I don't know. I'm just putting my tinfoil hat on here. Wait, what? What do you mean, what? I don't... That he had a girlfriend? Who had a girlfriend? Sean. The 11-year-old? Well, he wasn't 11 whenever... Maybe he did at the time. I don't know. It was and probably like when he was 12 or 13. And they found a bike? Uh, I discovered a bike that was stolen while parked outside of a shopping mall. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and uh, this was extraordinary, too, because um, I do remember seeing this as well. He also had access to a computer and posted on the website dedicated to Hornbeck, which was the Hornbeck this is Foundation. This what I was remembering. Yeah. Um, he would post, like, comments on his parents' website and say, how, you know, how long are you going to keep looking for your son and stuff? But then when he signed his name, it was Sean Devlin. What? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe he had a crappy life with his parents and he got kidnapped and this guy treated him really well and he was like oh i don't mind this yeah i mean oh we don't know yeah well like i said we'll get into that and we are going to get into that right now because that is my next bullet point uh in my structured Mm. (laughs) uh shortly after kidnapping sean devlin planned on killing sean after repeatedly sexually assaulting him Um, he pulled him from the truck and began to strangle him. Uh, and this was a quote from Michael. I attempted to kill Sean and he talked me out of it. Um, Sean told him whatever he would do to stay, he would do whatever to stay alive. Oh. Which. So he was in like fight or flight. Yeah. Right. At this point. Fighting. And then so when Ben kidnapped Sean, he tried, he was actually there. He tried to protect Ben from Michael. Yeah, um, and I remember them talking again? about that. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, he was really young. Okay. Um, he was younger. I believe he was younger than 11, um, like when he got caught, too. Yeah, you said at the beginning, I think. That it's uh, him or? Was he like four? Oh, 13. Oh, I was wrong. Oh, he was He was older, yeah. Oh, he was 13. So he was yeah only two years younger yeah. than Sean. Yeah. 
Um, no, Sean was, well, Sean was kidnapped at 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. But this. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. I know, I know. Are you following? No, I'm not good at math. I can't math. Um, on February 5th, uh, 2007, St. Louis County Prosecutor Rob McCulloch, something like that, added 71 felony charges to existing charges for the first 18, uh, sorry, the first 18 counts, one count of kidnapping, and 17 counts of forcible sodomy pertain to the Ooh. 2007 abduction. The remaining 53 charges are, are kidnapping and forcible sodomy charges charges related to the 2002 abduction. February 2000, or 28, 2007, a felony indictment yeah, in Franklin County charged Devlin um, with one count of ch- child kidnapping and one count of armed criminal action for allegedly using a deadly weapon in kidnapping Ownby. March 1st, 2007, Devlin was charged in federal court with four counts of producing child pornography with two counts of transporting a mm-hmm. minor across state lines to engage in sexual activities in Illinois. Eh. Yeah. Uh, April 16th, Washington County Prosecutor John Rupp file, um, filed additional charges against Devlin, um, accusing uh, him accusing him of attempted murder, kidnapping, armed criminal action, three counts of forcible sodomy, and one count of attempted forcible sodomy. Are you listening? Yeah. Uh, Then October 8th, Devin pleaded guilty against the charges against him in Washington County. He was sentenced to three life sentences for kidnapping and other crimes against Sean Hornbeck. The other two would start after he served the first one. His... (laughs) His total incarceration brings a total of eight, 1,850 years. Yeah. Uh, December 21st, Devlin was sentenced to an additional 170 years uh, for making child pornography of one of the boys while in captivity. Um, yeah. April 9th, 2011, during breakfast in the dining hall at the Crossroads Correctional Center, Devlin was stabbed several times hmm. with two ice picks. What? How did prisoners get ice picks? Well, let's see. The attacker made the weapons from metal guide bars on his typewriter. Okay, well then they're not ice picks. They're shanks. Yeah. Uh, He was cited for having a 15-inch sharpened steel rod completed with a plastic handle. How? Man. You know what I was thinking of? (laughs) Some of these people should probably be engineers when they get out. Very resourceful. (laughs) Under his pillow, and he would hide it under his pillow in his cell. The attacker, Fenton, attacked out of anger for Devlin's crimes. Devlin's security was a concern for state prison officials after his arrest. Yeah, man, you do anything that messes with a child in prison, you are bottom of the totem pole. So they said they wanted to move him to another um, prison and give him, like, a new identity and stuff, but his family and stuff didn't want to do it. Oh, they're like, mm. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. Let him die. You know, every time you say his last name, I just think of... um Taking a Devlin? Yeah, just go with it. When yeah. the kids are like... I talk about pooping as... Yeah. Devlin. 
Yeah, so that's it. Oh um, my gosh. See, yeah. I I remembered I remembered the um like Facebook thing where he got on there and would like post on mm. his own missing and you know whatever, yeah. but for some reason I was thinking that um he like didn't know who he, or he was the one that didn't realize he was kidnapped until he saw like um like a missing like a website about oh, him missing. What? That's a different kid though. Oh. Um, so two thousand eight, so it was a year after all that went on, you know, mm. and he got caught. Um we were racing and did I tell you he was kidnapped from Richwoods, Missouri? Yeah. Do you know where that is? No. Uh, like south That's that's the city Shannon's parents live in. Oh. Yeah. So the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so um, there's that motocross track I told you about right down the road. Yeah. So we used to race there all the time, right around that that time period, you know? And you're like, hmm, I remember a man asking me to get in his car. No. Oh. Um, Sean was back, and he uh, was racing. <gasps> he, what? He, yeah, he would. So he was at the track that summer Did of Did you 08. talk to him? Oh, I um, It was like in passing. Um, he was talking to somebody else and we were all like in a group, but I didn't directly talk to him. No. I'd have been like, hi, can you tell me everything that happened no, while that's you were kidnapped, please? No, that's fucked up. I'd have been like, uh, Why hi. would you do that? Hi, um, want to know about your life? Yeah, that's, that's hey, wrong. Hey, how was Michael? How's he doing? <laughs> that's wrong. So this kid's like your age now, right? Uh, yeah, I think we're. So he's almost 30. Because he was. I don't mean that in like a rude way. I mean that. Yeah, like you do. He's like almost a. He is a grown adult. Yeah. Man. Um, cause Child. Because in. Oh. Yeah, right. We're about the same age. He's um, a little younger than you. Yeah. Like 27, 26. Something, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so that's wow. that's the story of that. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it's crazy because, like, you know, he was gone for a long time, and like, what? And like, he was to posting, make him yeah, stay. Because where was where was he kept? In the apartment. Like, where was the apartment at? Uh, Kirkwood, Missouri. So he was like, he was close to home. Uh, Kirkwood's not that close. I mean, he. I mean, he was less than an hour. Yeah, probably something like that. He was probably like forty-five minutes. I'm looking it up. From his hometown, I'm sure yeah. he was familiar with the area, and he, if he was allowed to go to the mall and do all this stuff on his own, he probably could have gotten a way to found a way to get back somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Unless this. Devlin guy like threatened him so badly that he was like traumatized into. Well, I did one hour and six minutes, and that's just oh. city to city, so that's not including, you know, how far deep you well, may be into. So that's yeah. not that far. Yeah, I'm sure this kid had probably been in the Kirkwood area before, or at least St. Louis. Uh, I don't know. 
I have no idea. I mean, Richwood's is kind of out there. <laughs> right, and you, if you want to go anywhere or do anything, you have to drive. Yeah, but... I mean, Kirkwood's a nice area, most of it. Yeah. So... Yep. What apartment complex was this? I have no idea. I'm going to find out. Why? Because I used to work in Kirkwood. Oh. What's this guy's name? Sean. Well, Michael Devlin is where? Sean. You can pause Hornbeck. It. No, it's okay. Hornbeck. Why? Are you looking for... Oh, I spelled it Sean like that rhymes, looks like it rhymes with bean. No. But it's Sean. That looks like it rhymes with Dawn. But you know what's crazy to me is like uh, an apartment complex. Com- apartment complex. You can't really like. Um, you know you can you can hear your neighbors and stuff. Yeah. So like, how did um, you know no? Oh, they did. They heard. Yeah. N- oh, he you is think? a little skater kid. So you think? You think the that they heard? they heard? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mind your own business when you live in an apartment complex, or you call the police. Yeah, you call the police if the you. The four hundred ex- block of South Holmes Avenue near Union Pacific Royal Line. Oh, four. I I think I know where that's at. Four hundred block of where. I don't know. I already backed out of the oh, okay. web right. page. Well, I'm Googling it. Union Pacific. Yeah, that's more south of Kirkwood, I believe. Union Pacific. Near the Union Pacific Rail Line. Oh, this okay. This is so boring. No one cares. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, I just bit my lip um so it's right by the magic house where he lived yeah so i didn't go by there when i drove but yeah or when i worked in kirkwood but i was close yeah i remember i remember it uh just on the news and everything i mean that's a nice area too you know yeah like, the apartments there are really cheap, but, like, the houses around there are really nice. Yeah, it's an older town. Hmm. That's just so crazy to me. Man, okay. Well, wow. Are you ready for mine? Yep. All right, I'm doing the... Ar- <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Being a smarty pants. I'm not starting until you apologize. I'm sorry. Okay. Whatever. All right. I'm doing the Ariel Castro kidnapping. I don't want to do it anymore. You're a butthead. Okay, so uh, on the next 
All right. So similarly to your story. It's an abduction. When I listened and didn't snore, um, <laughs> even though it was boring. Uh, I'm just kidding. It wasn't boring. Um, I remember when this story broke out because I was also in high school. But instead of being a freshman, I was a senior getting ready to graduate. Was this a local story? No. Oh. Um, I was like a week away from graduation, gotcha. graduating high school when the story came out. Um, and I remember it because it is crazy. All right. So on May 6, 2013, where were you? Can you picture it? 2013. I was graduating high school. I was in college. Mm, boring. Okay. Yeah, no shit. Um, a man named Charles Ramsey was outside of his Cleveland, Ohio home when he heard screams coming from his neighbor's house. Eerie. He walked to the front door of the house with another neighbor um, named Angel Cordero. So they like heard screaming and they were like, oh, what's that? Apparently, like, on this block, everyone, like, had barbecues outside, and everyone was outside always fixing their cars and stuff, so it was a very, um, I don't think it was a ne- necessarily safe area, but it was, like, What year know, was this? 2013. Oh, okay. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jeez. I talked about it for, like, a solid two minutes. I have the memory of a goldfish. I know you do. Okay. So, they heard screaming coming from this house, and they were like, what the heck is that? So they walk up to this house, um, and in the screen door, on the other side of the screen door, was a young woman and a small girl yelling for help. Um, So Charles and Angel kicked the bottom of the screen door in, and the woman crawled out while clutching the little girl. She crawled out of this hole like a doggy door. And when she was out of the house... Angel, the neighbor, um, took her to his house and let her borrow his phone. She called 911 and said, help me. I've been kidnapped and I've been missing for 10 years and I'm here. I'm free now. What? What, what? So the police that, and I remember um, they interviewed, I think that it was Charles Ramsey that they interviewed. um, And they were like, well, what was it? What was it like finding this girl? And he was like, well, I knew something was wrong because as soon as she ran out of the house, she ran to me and gave me a big hug. And when a white girl gives a black man a hug, you know something's wrong. <laughs> I remember that. He was a very lively um, uh, man. I think he wrote a book after oh this, really? too. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so the police that responded to the scene um, after this call entered the house where the woman had been. And as they slowly crept through the house with their guns drawn, they made their way up the creaky stairs and into a hallway. Oh, yeah. As they're slowly walking down this quiet hallway, bam! Ah! A woman. That actually scared me. A woman jumps out from behind a door and into the arms of a police officer, shouting, You saved me! You saved me! Shortly after, another woman came out of a different room in the house. Jesus. All three women and the girl were taken to the hospital. Three three women were and are Amanda Berry, Gina De Jesus, and Michelle Knight. So, 
Let's take it to the beginning. Michelle Knight, that sounds familiar. Let's take it to the beginning. So, I'm going to begin and probably um, focus mostly on Michelle Knight because she was captive the longest and arguably endured the most abuse. Yeah. She was like the main target of all the abuse. Um, so on August 23rd, 2002, where were you? I was seven. <laughs> I was in second grade. Fuck if I know. Um, Probably riding my bicycle somewhere. With oh. a man named Michael. Um, <laughs> That's not funny. 21-year-old Michelle Knight was leaving her cousin's house in Cleveland when a 42-year-old man named Ariel Castro offered Michelle um, a ride home. But instead of giving, uh, instead of driving her back to her house, he drove her to his house on 2207 Seymour Avenue, lured her inside, assaulted her, and tied her up in the basement. Did what? What inside? Lured her. Lured her? Lured her. <laughs> lured her. Sounds like you're saying Lord. Lordy. Lured her. Lured. Whatever. Inside. Tied her. He tied her in the basement, and you're worried about how I pronounce lured. Anyway, when Michelle's disappearance was reported, um, so she apparently had a really, really, really bad um, relationship with her family, her mm-hmm. immediate family. So they didn't report her missing until much later after she was abducted. Um, and when the police looked into it, they figured she had voluntarily run away because she had just recently lost custody of her really young son. I think her son was like two or something. Maybe even younger. Um, and she had lost custody of him because of drugs or something. Um, so they, the police just figured she was angry and upset about losing custody of her son and ran away. Um, and, the, and her family didn't really look for her either because, one, they had a bad relationship with her. And, two, they figured she just took off. Yeah. Um, so she is kept chained up. Um, in this house with a motorcycle helmet kept around her head at all times. What? Tied with chains. Why? So she couldn't see anything. Oh. Um, and repeatedly. Was it on backwards? Because there's still like the visor. Well, like it was dark in the room. Oh. So like she couldn't see anything. Oh, but I mean, you can still pull the visor up. But it was like pitch black and then. So what's the point of wearing a helmet? Just to torture her, okay? Okay. Um, So she was was in this house alone being tortured for eight months. Dang. Until one day, on April 21st, 2003, Amanda Berry called her sister to tell her that she was getting a ride home from her job at Burger King, but she never came home. She was one day away from turning 17. You know, uh, we're talking about these people that are in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is how long was she missing? How long was she al- or missing total? The three girls are missing for 10 years. Yeah. So, like, what's crazy is, like, uh, Sean missed. So, he, you know, he was kidnapped at 11. Mm-hmm. And then he missed four years, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he missed four years of school. Mm-hmm. Um, important schooling. Mm-hmm. Um what do you do, you know? You go back and get your GED. I'll tell you what happens to two of these girls. Yeah, but that's like... Um, 
now he's the one who has to carry that and it wasn't even his fault yeah i mean yeah it's a lot that is shitty yeah so amanda berry one day away from turning 17 calls her sister and says hey there's a guy here at burger king offering me a ride home this older guy it's like looks like a dad type um so he's gonna drive me home i'll be home soon so she never comes home um, never take rides from strangers yeah well this is also 2003 so it was a little different i mean still there was like stranger danger but i don't think people were as hyper aware as of it then as we are now i don't know my mom was always overprotective so yeah like oh yeah so she was, was always yeah she was my always mom told telling us a, well, okay we lived out in the middle of the country like literally in the middle of nowhere our closest neighbor is like half a mile away my mom told us when we were playing outside my sister and i if we were playing outside by ourselves when we heard a car coming down the road to hide yeah but because she didn't want people driving by to see little kids yeah there. But just like Sean, he was in the middle of nowhere where no one could see him get yeah. abducted. We weren't allowed to like. Yeah. We weren't allowed to um, like in high school, I would like dog and stuff because I was actually in shape then. And she would be like, OK, but you need to bring your cell phone. You need to like yeah. she wouldn't. Sometimes my dad would like get in the car and follow behind me while I ran because like she just didn't like it. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I have anxiety. No. Okay. So she never came home. So the, they report her missing FBI considered her a runaway, um, until an unknown male called Amanda's mother from Amanda's cell phone hmm. and said, I have Amanda. She's fine. And will be coming home in a couple days. Days. What the fuck? Bing. Dial tone. He must have been one of those people that confuses time easily and thought days were years because, <laughs> I mean. Idiot. Or he planned on returning her and then was like, hmm, never mind. Okay, now we skip ahead to almost exactly one year later. Well, he didn't purchase her, planned on returning her. <laughs> well, bringing her back home. Yeah. Okay, almost exactly a year later from Amanda's abduction, 14-year-old. 14. 14. Yeah, I got it the first time you said that. Let me just say, she's breaking into puberty here. 14. Gina de Jesus is last seen on April 2nd, 2004, at a payphone on her way home from school. She had stopped at the payphone to call her mom. (laughs) A payphone. This is really dating it. Mm Mm-hmm. She had stopped at a payphone to call her mom and to ask if her friend, Arlene Castro, that's right, as in Ariel Castro, his daughter, could spend the night. So Gina was calling, saying, hey, can my friend Arlene stay the night? Arlene is the daughter of Ariel, yeah, who has abducted these two girls already. And I'm bringing up Gina, so obviously, you know, she was abducted, too. Her mom said no. She couldn't spend the night that night. The girls parted ways, and Arlene's father, Ariel Castro, was like, hey, I'll I'll take you home, Gina. Don't worry about it. She was like, of course. I know you. You're my best friend's dad. I've met you multiple times. I know who you are. She had no problem accepting a ride home from him. Could you imagine 
like your friend's dad is like hey i i you know you have a ways to walk yeah, i'll take right. you home you wouldn't think anything of it she trusted him um but like the other two girls he had brought her back to his house lured her inside and tied her up in the basement okay so, this next part I completely got from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> if you have extra money lying around, like most of us, donate it to Wikipedia because they are desperate and asking for money. They because they're struggling. Always have been. They're struggling to continue. They've it's been like that for Oh, well they're asking all their users to donate two dollars mm. and sixty cents. It's been like that. Or they're gonna go since okay. the De- dawn of time. We'll just do it because we get a lot of information from Wiki, so get back a little bit. Don't be so selfish. God. Okay. Caitlin. Alright, so <laughs> after Castro kidnapped Michelle, he tied her hands and her feet together and hung her from the rafters by her hands, feet, and neck. Um, he left her there for three days without food. The women were unable to keep our sorry, backing up. The women were able to keep diaries during their capture because it was like a, lux- a luxury that he allowed them was to be able to record their torture. Um, and in it, the women speak of forced sexual conduct, of being locked in a dark room, of anticipating the next session of abuse, Um, of the dreams of someday escaping and being reunited with family, of being chained to a wall, of being held like a prisoner of war, of missing the lives they once enjoyed, of emotional abuse, of his threats to kill them, of being treated like an animal, of continuous abuse, and of desiring freedom. Um, And eventually, after them being in the basement for a really long time, the women were... Um, moved upstairs and kept in separate locked bedrooms um, where they were forced to use plastic toilets that were emptied infrequently. Quotations. Um, They were fed one meal a day and they were allowed to shower twice a week at most. At least he let them shower. I mean, he was sexually assaulting them, so it was for his own pleasure. But Yeah. Um, Okay, so Michelle Knight told police that Castro had impregnated her at least five times and had induced miscarriages each time through beatings, hitting her with dumbbells. Oh, my God. Punching her and slamming her against walls. Oh, my Um, my Lord. He also starved her. So she definitely got the the blunt. What's the saying? The blunt end, the, the brute end, the... She got the bad short end, end of the stick. She got the bad end of the stick. Yeah, she got the splintery end of, of the stick. Okay, so um, Michelle's grandmother told reporters that she would um, she after she escaped and got out, she required um, facial reconstruction surgeries due to the beatings that she experienced. Oh man! Um, and she lost hearing in one ear because of the beatings. Um, That's disgusting. At one point. Uh, Castro allowed Michelle to have a pet dog while in captivity, but um, he killed it by snapping its neck. What the fuck? 
after it bit him while trying to protect her. Oh, my God. Once again, we don't deserve dogs. Imagine you get, you're in captivity, and you're like, please, like, I just need something. Or your captor comes home one day, and he's like, hey, I got you a dog. And this dog bonds, you bond with it. It's like the only positive light in your life. And it protects you. It's trying to protect you, and someone snaps its neck. Yeah. I, I got the point. That's disgusting. I mean, that just shows how evil he is. If you didn't think he was evil already, him <laughs> killing a dog is just... That poor thing. A new level. It was trying to protect her. It knew he was evil. Yeah. And it wanted her to be safe. Um, and then Gina De Jesus told law enforcement that she was raped but did not believe that she was ever impregnated. <laughs> Speaking of dogs... Th- there's goof. there was one there's like a little crumb of something on our chair and he's trying to get it but it's in the center so he can't get it there. just let him get it he's scared of everything yeah. okay so are you ready are you listening yeah, I'm, on I'm christmas ready. day 2006 so this is roughly five to two no five to three years after excuse me all the abductions um castro allegedly ordered michelle who was like, he basically made her do everything. She was like his whipping post, and he treated her the worst, like I've said. Um, he ordered her to assist him in the birth of Amanda Berry's child. So Amanda Berry was impregnated by Castro due to rape, and he was like, hey, you're helping me deliver this baby. You have no choice, or I'll, I'll kill you. Yeah. So um, the birth of this child took place in a small inflatable swimming pool um, and he threatened to kill Michelle if the baby did not survive. Wow. Like she has any control over that. Um, So at one point, the the baby stopped breathing at one point, but she was able to resuscitate her. How amazing is she? Poor everyone. She stopped breathing and Michelle was like, oh, hell no, not today. I'm not dying. She resuscitated this infant Probably having no training. Yeah, it's just like pure, just. Yeah, she um, and then uh, giving it the old college try. Yeah, Castro occasionally. So he like thought of this kid as like it was his kid. I mean, biologically it was his, but he treated it like, like a normal, gave it a normal life. She had her own bedroom. She was allowed to freely walk around the house. She went to school, all of that. Um, so he occasionally would take her out of the house. Um, to like just on visits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe she might have been homeschooled. Actually, I don't know. Um, and according to Castro's, no, I'm sorry. He even took her to his mother's house, and he was like, "Hey, look, I have a daughter. Here she is." Um, the girl called him daddy, and Castro's mother, grandmother. So like, that was her dad. Yeah. Um, in 2013, he showed one of his adult daughters. So we know there's Arlene. Um, she was a teenager, but he had like multiple other children who were older at the time of the abductions. Um, he showed uh, one of his daughters a picture of the little girl and said that she was his girlfriend's daughter from a previous relationship and that he was taking care of her. Um, he had told others that she was his granddaughter. Um, so on the day of their escape, Amanda Barry 
had realized that Castro had failed to lock the um, the big inside door. So you know your front door, you usually have like a big wooden door and like a weather door. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had he didn't lock the big wooden door. Amateurs. Um, although he did bolt the storm door. Oh. The screen door. He bolted it. So she did not attempt to break through the outer door. If it's a screen, I'm fucking well, because body slamming that shit. Because she didn't, because she thought that Castro was testing her. Because according to police report, he had previously tested the women by leaving the house partially unlocked and exits oh. unsecured. And if they attempted to, s- to escape, he beat them. Oh. So he played these mind games with them frequently. Gotcha. Where he was like, I'm going to see what you do. Playing those love games with me. Mm, definitely not love games, but he played games for sure. And, I mean, of course, if you dangle cheese in front of a starving rat, it's going to yeah. go for the cheese. You're just setting them up. Yeah, that's just evil. I mean, just beat them. Don't give them, you know, don't. No, no just mm. don't do any of that. I mean, well, yeah, but if you're going to. Sorry. Sorry, I'm moving a chair. It's loud. Whatever. Um. Yeah, so he would, that's why, that's why, if you remember in the beginning of the story, they heard screaming from inside the house, because through the screen door, she saw people outside, and was like, I'm going to scream for them, so they come to me, and I don't. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, my God. That scared me. Yeah. That was so loud. Hamlet! Hamlet! That's our dog. annoying i know okay he gave me a look like don't don't hit the table it's loud it's no louder than our dog yelling his head yeah but it was different okay anyways any who all right so according to a statement from cleveland police officers had visited castro's home um once before following the kidnappings um, to discuss an unrelated incident. So they had showed up to his house. He had these girls in his house to talk to him about something completely unrelated to the kidnappings. Um, but he wasn't home at the time. So they found him um, somewhere in town and they interviewed him there. Um, and neighbors claimed to have called the police about suspicious activity observed at the home. The police said that they um, had no record of any such calls. So Castro's son, Anthony, reported that there were certain areas of the house that were inaccessible due to being locked. Really? (laughs) Either. No, you know what? Never mind. That's a red flag right there. Yeah. You go to your dad's house and all the upstairs bedrooms are locked. Mm. That's not normal. Anyway, he also mentioned on occasion three weeks before the women's escape when Castro asked him if um, Barry, if Amanda Barry would ever be found. Um, so Ariel Castro asked his son, hey, do you think that Amanda Barry girl will ever be found? Knowing that she's upstairs in his house. Yeah. And his son said that he was like, eh, no, she's probably dead. And Castro responded, really? You think so? How do they know? Like, how did they not suspect it whenever, like, because you said she can't, that one girl came home with her and her dad? 
So it's like, yeah. hey, you want to come? Like, how did they, they not? I think they did somewhat suspect him. And her, that girl, Gina De Jesus, her parents were, like, livid with the police because they, like, didn't do an Amber Alert. They didn't, like, mm-hmm. they felt like they didn't do enough to find her. Um, yeah, I talked all about it in the Wikipedia. I just didn't talk about it. Um, so NBC affiliate, uh, YKCY, or no, Y, WKYC, I'm guessing that's a news station, um, branched off from NBC, reported that Castro recalled each of the three abductions in great detail during his interrogation and indicated that they were unplanned crimes of opportunity. Um, according to this news channel's resources, um, sources, not resources, according to their sources, Castro did not have an exit plan and believed that he would eventually be caught. What? I mean, why do it? Yeah, he right. He referred to himself as cold-blooded and a sex addict. Okay. Police found a suicide note in his home in which he discussed the abductions and wrote that his money and possessions should be given to the kidnapped women if they were caught, if he were caught. How nice. I love, I would love to inherit your shitty house that you tortured me in for 10 years. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but the day that Amanda Berry was found by Charles and Angel... Um, Castro was arrested, so May 6, 2013, he was arrested the same day, and two months later, July 26, he pleaded guilty to 937 of the 977 charges against him, Damn. including charges of kidnapping, rape, um, and aggravated murder as part of a plea bargain, which called for consecutive sentences of life prison plus 1,000 years, all without parole. So... Under the plea deal that he made, he forfeited his right to appeal, so he at no time could go back and try to change and say he was innocent, um, and could not profit in any way due to his crimes. So he couldn't like be interviewed and be paid for it or something. Um, he also forfeited his assets, including his home, which prosecutors... Um, said would be demolished and it was demolished i think in like 2016 or something Hmm. um it was torn down um and then castro was told by the um cuyahoga county common pleas court judge michael russo you will not be getting out is that clear to which castro responded i do understand that your honor um and he also made comments about his addiction to pornography and sexual problem, but was cut off by Judge Russo, (coughs) who said such issues could be discussed at the August 1st sentencing hearing. So this guy was like, oh, I just, I just have a problem with, I'm addicted to pornography and I have a set, and the judge was like, no, not hearing it. You can, you can talk about your issues at your hearing. This isn't about you. This is about your victims. Um, Right. So, at the sentencing hearing on August 1st, Castro was sentenced to consecutive life terms in prison, plus 1,000 years, all without any possibility of parole. He was also fined $100,000. The court forfeited all of his property and assets to the 
Cuyahoga County government. Um, before his sentencing, Castro addressed the court for nearly 20 minutes. Could you imagine listening to this buffoon talk for 20 <laughs> minutes? In which he said... Buffoon. He, in which he said he was a good person and, bullshit, not, bullshit, bullshit. and not a monster, but that he was addicted to sex and pornography and had practiced the art of masturbation from a young age. <laughs> he claimed that he had never beaten or tortured the women and insisted that most of the sex he had with them was consensual. He shifted between a Yeah. He shifted between apologizing and blaming the FBI for failing to catch him, as well as blaming his victims themselves for getting in a car with a stranger. That's disgusting. Sorry, no, it's not their fault. It's your fault for being yeah. a freaking pervert. Right. Along with insisting to the court that when he had sex with them, he discovered they were not virgins. And he knows this why. Because he raped them. Or, what you mean? Like, he knows. He knows what? That they're virgins or not. Well, sometimes when you're... Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, okay, whatever. you know what? Let's not get into yeah. AMP. Um, he would alternate, al- alternatively shift back into apologetic comments, saying, I hope they can find in their hearts to forgive me, because we had a lot of harmony going on in that home. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Delusional. He's delusional. One month into his life sentence on September 3rd, 2013, Ariel Castro was found hanging from a bed sheet in his detention cell. Autopsy showed that he died by suicide. Uh, I think that's apparent, but... I mean, not always. In prisons? Yeah. Sometimes... The guards or the prisoners will, like, kill someone, and then they'll stage it to look like they... I don't think the guards are killing anybody. I mean, wouldn't you want to <laughs> if you were a guard in a prison? Yeah. Okay, so who cares about him? No one cares about him. So we're talking about the girls now. So they are all thriving. Um, Amanda Berry, who had the child and still has the, the girl to this day, mm-hmm. and Gina De Jesus received honorary diplomas from John... John Marshall High School in 2015. Um, in an interview with WKYC-TV, De Jesus said that she is currently volunteering for the Amber Alert Committee, offering comfort to families of abducted children. Hmm. I mean... Giving back. Yeah. How amazing. She remains in touch with Michelle and um, uh, Michelle's family. Yeah. Um. In, in February 2017, Amanda joined the staff of WJW in Cleveland, where she hosts short recurring segments in which she reports missing person cases. Um, and she says she does this in order to help families reunite with missing family members. And in April 2019, um, so recently, Barry reunited with Charles Ramsey, the man that the black man that was like, I oh, yeah. I know something's wrong when a white woman comes to hug a black man. The man who helps rescue her. Yeah. She reunited with him six years since her rescue. Or I guess this April will be seven. Yeah. Um, during an interview hmm. that was broadcasted on Fox 8. They reunited. Um, it was so sweet. 
Michelle Knight, who has legally changed her name to Lily Rose Lee, has written two books about her abduction, her life leading up to the abduction, and her life after the abduction. Um, her son, who she had lost custody, she lost custody of right before she was kidnapped. Um, he was adopted by his foster family while she was in captivity, and she's like, she's aware of of where he's at, but she stated that she um, she doesn't want to like interfere with his life. Because she doesn't want to like bring him into like the whole ordeal, yeah. the trauma that she went through. Yeah. Um. While he's still a kid, so she plans on waiting till he gets older, and then she's going to try to re-enter his life. Um. She plans. She has plans to open a restaurant. So she has, she has dreams and aspirations. Um. She got married in 2016, so just three years after all this happened, she was able to. Move on. Yeah, yeah, move on. Get married. Um, she hopes to adopt children one day since um, it's unlikely she'll be able to have kids right. biologically because of all the abuse. And now, Brandon, I know this is important to you, so I just wanted to throw it in. There was a Lifetime made-for-TV movie on this case called Cleveland Abduction, and it was released in 2015. So that is out there. Is it on Hulu? Probably. There's a lot of Lifetime movies on Hulu. What is um, it called again? Cleveland Abduction, 2015. Um, Cleveland Abduction. All right. And I mean, we, so when I, I took a grief and trauma class yeah. last school year mm-hmm. in my grad program. Yep. And we talked a lot about this case because what this woman went, like what they all went through, but Michelle in particular. Um, and it, we watched a lot of her interviews and it's just. She's amazing. Like, I don't know. I don't know how she lives her life normally. That's, Um, yeah, that's beyond me. Yeah, apparently, like, he would, I mean, he physically abused her the most, and he would also, um, like, emotionally abuse her the most. So they would, um, like, while they were being held captive, he would turn on the TV and they would watch like news reports being like have you seen these these girls th- these missing girls and it would always be Gina and Amanda yeah so the 17 and 14 year old it would always be them have you seen these girls and uh, Michelle didn't have that because she was 21 when she was abducted she had a bad relationship with her family so he would always tell her like see no one's looking for you no one cares about you like i could right. i could kill you and no one would care so he constantly was like abusing her in that way as well as sexually and physically abusing her so it's just uh it's a lot but the resilience all three of them have i imagine they probably supported each other a lot in that house i imagine they were trying to work as a team to yeah support each other or you know get through it mhm yeah, so I wonder if that plays a role in how resilient they all seem to be today. Maybe. Okay, and that's all. Okay, ready that's for the, the game? story of Ariel Castro, the Ariel Castro kidnappings. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. 48 murders. Jesus. Get it yet? No. <laughs> Second most prolific serial killers in the U.S. 
serial killers. Uh, he was the second most prolific serial killer in the U.S. Oh, okay. Um, known for killing teenage girls and women. He would strangle them, then leave their body out in a forested and overgrown area. Ted Bundy? Nope. Mm. Gotcha. He was dyslexic. Still no dice? Mm -hmm. When he was 16, he stabbed a six-year-old boy who survived the attack. (gasps) Oh, my God. Not supposed to give it away. You're looking at me. I like thought you might know it from that, but maybe not. He told psychologists he had conflicting feelings of anger and sexual attraction toward his mother and fantasized about killing her. Oh. What year? Uh, this was like the 60s, 70s. Mm. Told police he had. Huh? Mm. Um, he had a bedwetting problem until he was 13 and his mom would wash his genitals after every episode. I feel like I know who this is, but I feel like... I know you would know. I feel like it doesn't fit in with some... You might know it after I say this one. He had a very low IQ. Well, I mean... Oh. (laughs) Uh... Oh. I thought you would get that one. He had a low IQ. Yeah. Whenever I tell Ed you. Dean? No. No, he didn't kill that many people. And he didn't stab a kid. Don't tell me. Yeah, no, I'm I know. I still want to guess. He was held back a year in high school. Son of Sam? No. I don't. That wasn't his name, no. That wasn't his murder name? No. No. I know when I tell you the murder name, it would get it would definitely give it away. Um Yeah, don't tell me. AJ Holmes. No. No. He Um, he killed all sorts of people. Yeah. Not just girls and women. Yeah, but he killed them in one house. Like that place. Where was this person at? Can you give me a location? Um, Yeah, Washington State. (laughs) There's so many weirdos up there. Uh, (laughs) Um That is fucking correct. Well, Ted Bundy is from Washington, and he killed a bunch of women. It's not him, though. His mom scrubbed his genitals because he wet his bed. Jerry Brudos. Mm-mm. He had three ex-wives. I feel like I just listened to an episode of My Favorite Murder where they talked about him. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. He's a... When you know the name, you'll... Oh, my God. You'll know. Do you have any more hints? Uh, I'm trying to look through a few here. I'm going to kick myself. Um, I, feel like I, I thought you would get it like I by now. I know who so. this is. Yeah. Um, oh, his father was a bus driver who would often complain about the presence of sex workers. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah. Uh. Um, 
Oh my god, this is gonna drive me insane. Oh my god, I know who this is. Had frequent sex, sexual intercourse, intercourse, and contracted gonorrhea. Uh, although angered by his, uh, by this, he continued this activity without protection. This sounds like Son of Sam, but he was in New York. I don't. This is. I don't think Let me hang on. Yeah, this is not Son of Sam. You better not... It's not David Berkowitz? You're... No. But it's you're... Not? Oh, no. okay. No, I put my phone down. No, okay. Because this sounds just like David Berkowitz. It's not. I promise you. His m- dad complained of all the sex workers. I remember us talking about this. And he got gonorrhea. How old um, was he? When he drove all this? So he was born in 49, so this was 70s, so like 20-ish, 20s. Um, So after strangling them, he would dump their bodies in forested and overgrown areas, like I said, often returning to the bodies to have sexual sexual intercourse with them. Oh, we talked about this before. Yeah. I know this. I punched myself in the head. Can you give me... Do you have any more hints? Uh, I'll look for more here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know who this is. Two suspected victims found in Portland, Oregon. So he'd go like from Portland over to Washington, back and forth. Oh, my God. I can't handle this. I freaking know who this is. I can't think. Um, think of a river. Oh, the Green River? No. Green River Killer? What's his name, though? Oh, shit. Um, don't tell me. That's me, his name. Give me his initials. Gary Ridgway. Yep. Ah! Boom. Eat it, Gary Ridgway. <laughs> yeah. But I had to give you that hint. <sighs> yeah. I know. No, we have talked about him before. Yeah, we have. You've done him. Yeah, the Green River, yeah. Green River Killer. Yep. And there's, like, books on him, and they talk about him on My Favorite Murder all the time. Yeah, and I remember talking about his mom washing his pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of moms of serial killers did that. Yeah. So, boom, two for two. I got this one. I remembered his name without any hints. Yeah, but I had to tell you River. Yeah, but I got his name without you telling me. Yeah, yeah. Gary Ridgeway, who looks like a rat. I'm not kidding. He looks like a cartoon. No, maybe I'm thinking of BTK. BTK. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, he does. He looks like a rat. Yeah. Just look him up. He looks like... He looked like your friend's dad in high school who didn't agree with the way you, like, dressed or acted in public. How, like, he would stare at you. That's how this guy looks all the B- time. BTK kind of looked like... He kind of looks like, um... Dennis Rader. <laughs> I, I don't know his real name is, but <laughs> I think so. He looks like what now? What's this? Who's... Oh, Dennis Rader's... Oh, no. Who's, uh... That 70s show, you know, <laughs> the dad. 
red? Yeah. Doesn't he so, look like him? Yeah, Dennis Rader is the one. If you've ever seen Mindhunter season two, when the woman like hears the the doors like banging, and she goes and opens it, and he like has that mask on and has the rope tied around his neck and is masturbating and like choking himself. That's Dennis yeah. Rader. Right. I know. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you knew that. Because I asked you and you told me that's BTK. Yeah. What is it? Bind, torture, kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary freaking Ridgeway, the gutter rat of Washington. Yeah, he was the one who threw that bird up in the fan or whatever. No, that was oh. Richard Speck. Oh, that's what it was. In yeah, Mindhunter. Right. Yeah. He's I was like, thinking in Mindhunter. I captured yeah. this bird and nursed it back to health, and he stands up and throws it in the fan. And that up. was back when the see, like the fans were metal blades, not plastic. Yeah. So it was like, pew. That's feathers. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think that actually happened, but... Yeah. You mean a show was dramatized? What? Gary okay. freaking Ridgeway. You and your stupid mustache. Your All right, what's next week? Mom pinching your wee-wee. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? It's March. It's a new month. Let's do things. Let's do cases involving the letter M. All right. Okay. Okay, See you next week. Bye. Bye.